we're back for another episode on Edge of the Headlights uh, podcast. After this wonderful, I get a Christmas break. Marty right, doesn't, right. but Marty Marty's a working man. He does his stuff and he works hard. So how you been this week, working man, Marty? <laughs> working hard is a bit much. We actually drank today at the end of the day for work. Seriously, what? yeah, no, our, our we got a salesman who's retiring after thirty some years. So like, oh, we're shutting everything down at three. And, you're still going to get paid till the end of the day. Yeah, we sat around. I sat around drinking Killians and eating like fucking. Funyuns? Yeah, fucking that meatballs and fucking meat and cheese tray. And so that's what I did for so like an hour. So technically that was your Christmas party. Well, we had my Christmas party, but I was in Denver when we had my Christmas party. So Well, I got, well, our my company didn't have a Christmas party. They ended up giving us like a gift card for 25 bucks. I was amazed how many people actually bitch oh yeah i'm like dude it's 25 bucks yeah you can buy a bottle of booze with it or whatever right, right. i'm like why are people complaining I, i've seen that at old job of mine they would give us and they didn't get us a lot but they got us something and they had one year they'd given us all like a small portable craftsman toolbox that's cool yeah like 60 dollar little yeah. craftsman toolbox it's like yeah i know even if you don't go fish or use it for tools you, seriously, you can find something to do with it. I had all kinds of shit put in. Like, Probably D&D dice and figure well, out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> shit like that. But, uh, yeah, they had so many people bring it back to Sears to get the money for it. That company I worked for went, all right, fuck you guys. Do you want you want money instead? After that, for like the next four years, all we got was $30. They're like, oh, here you go. Here's 30 bucks. Well, this is bullshit. It's like, well, you dipshits are the ones who fucked it up. Yeah. You know, like... When, when 40 of you out of 100-some people are taking it back to try to get the money for it instead, it's like, that's just a shitty thing to do, you know? It's like, you screwed this yourself, man. That's, oh, yeah. Anytime I get anything, I'm like, well, yeah, I would have liked more, but I, I, I didn't have to get anything, you know? They didn't have to so, do shit. Okay, I have a question. You right. were, you were in your Christmas party, you were, back, you were in Denver seeing your kids. Denver. Yeah. So how far is... Denver, how far away from Donner's Pass is that? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, the part of the, well, the part of, I'm thinking this, oh, Donner Pass would be in California. Yeah. Denver's like in the Rockies. Yeah. Well, because, did you see what popped up? Well, I don't know if it popped up on your phone. It popped up on my phone about the Sierra Nevadas? No. Yeah. On Monday, oh, actually, technically Tuesday, December 28th, or Monday, what, it's, my days yeah, are all fucked Tuesday. up. Tuesday. Yeah. They received... A hundred and ninety-three and a half inches of fucking snow. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah. Oh my god! I know they've been getting fucking hammered on. Out and there. they they have received like thirty-nine inches in the twenty-four. They get like forty inches of snow in a, in a day. Wow. Yeah. Fuck that. I can explain why the diner people had to end up eating themselves. They got fucked. Wow. Dude, that's a lot when you really sixteen think feet, about dude. It. Yeah, that's, that's sixteen feet. That's fucking unreal. Oh, my God. I bet the Wendigo's just having a heyday out there. Oh, yeah. Just just hungry as hell. Just eating up everything frozen. Oh, yeah. my God. That's wild. It is wild. Yeah, I definitely... I'd rather take this really cold weather over right. 16 feet of snow. I mean, I don't mind dealing with some snow. I don't. It was nice, like, this last weekend. Christmas weekend. Yeah, Christmas was white Christmas at Because I didn't have to fucking go anywhere. And I could just sit and watch it blast around. I was like, oh, boy, I hope it's okay when she needs to drive to work. <laughs> 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 I 
But that's when I like it because it's like I don't have to deal with it. I can sit and watch it and go, oh, that's crazy. Look at that. That's wild shit. Well, better get back to this game. <laughs> <laughs> what was I? Oh, yeah. I would have. Yeah, we had to drive with my parents for Christmas, and uh, it was just bitch ass cold. But oh, yeah, that's yeah. just the wind wasn't blowing. It was just really nice out. Well, right. if it was cold, but it was nice. Right, right, right. It, it it's Midwest winter nice. You know, yep. it's it's like the old saying goes: It would be nice out if the wind wasn't blowing. Right, right. You stay in the sun. Should you step inside? Because it's really weird in <laughs> South Dakota here. I know we have South Dakota listeners. You know what we're talking about. You'll be out in the sun, it'll be nice warm. As soon as you get in the shade of a building, oh, okay. it's like 50 degrees difference. It's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking wild. Man. Just makes you whoop, you little nutsack. Just no, yeah, just nothing left. <laughs> oh, it's miserable sometimes, man. I actually don't mind it most of the time. Like I said, I, I don't know. I would almost... I, I prefer the cold over the hot. Oh, yeah, no, I, fuck hot. I, I grew up on a dairy farm, and I hated the cold, but when it got hot out, you can't always oh. get cold. Yeah. can always get warm, can't get cold. Yeah, fuck hot. I, I don't deal with hot. I am a fats people, and we do not like <laughs> hot and humid and garbagey. Southwest, I don't mind as much because there is less humidity when it's hot. Yeah. But once you get to 100 degrees, fucking hot is hot, man. That's all there is to it. Hot is fucking hot. And yeah, there's only so much you can take down to before you're arrested. You know? Speaking of hot again, did you see the DARPA, our favorite people, came out with a heat wave beam? Did you see that? No. Dude, it's from like half a quarter mile away they can target one individual with this heat beam it's not doesn't burn them or scold right, or anything. Right. it's like opening an oven like at 450 degrees whoa i'm like fuck that yeah so they're only fine-tuning away from fucking yeah. incinerating somebody yeah because i'm not chatting I'm like and no one's in uproar about this okay. well, yeah. it's for crowd dispersal now ah, there we go i was gonna say there's there's always a uh uh much more glorious purpose they say it's for even though it's it's a very thinly veiled step from uh world horrible horrible <laughs> destruction out of this same device yeah well speaking of strange oh, wow. destruction and device we're going to continue our little delve into how whatever hollow earth there we Howard. go yeah you, you made it through like one hour without Referring it's to been it like six as, minutes, dude. <laughs> I'm t- going back to to you know the the show previous. I think you made the whole show. Uh, I think I made a point of saying Middle Earth at least one time. <laughs> I, I I was trying to keep track because I was waiting for it the whole time, man. Because I'm like every time, like if we're talking off air, we're like, yeah, we're gonna do this Middle Earth story. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing with the Bagginses? What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. Frodo, I, Frodo, I find Frodo sexy. Right. <laughs> uh, horrifying. He's, oh, yeah. He's, he's just well, like everybody, I was told by a couple of people that listen to this podcast, I might get some interesting mail. I hope we do. <laughs> I'm not against that. No, I'm not either. But if you look at a map of, uh, how the fuck do you Agartha. Say? Agartha. How come it doesn't look like that? It's A-G-H-A-R-T-A. Agartha. Well, the H is silent, I guess. Yeah, sure. Sure. That's how I've heard it pronounced. It. But that's like a map everybody sees on the internet. And right. like... What everybody's like, what lives down there? All right, let's get back into this. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I love this map. It is the one you will usually see if you pull up a map of, of Hollow Earth. I don't think it's even remotely accurate as far as kind of their representation <laughs> no, of things. It, it's accurate. Come it, on. It's, a, it's a much more fanciful. There's two big fucking holes at the North and South Pole. Right. Let's get real. Yes, there I, is. I think there are holes at both North and South Pole. I honestly do. I don't think they're massive 
you know, three mile across craters like this picture would have it be. But you, you do understand, I mean, there, there's a reason that they do not allow even satellite pictures to be taken over North or South Pole. They are not allowed to take satellite pictures. They are, but the reason they don't do that is because most satellites aren't allowed to go in a geosynchronous yes. orbit, which is from north to south. Right. Most of them go east to west, if you look at all satellites, because just because you can see more stuff from right. foreign countries can set a satellite and they can go over all the United States so far with Russia. But if you do it from east to west, I don't right. know, latitude, whatever, that's more common because also there's a better way for that when you go north to south on the satellites, you can do more damage if you do a certain right. terrorist type thing. Right. But, that's why that's plus most people think it's nothing in Antarctica or Arctic to right. picture. But how if that's not true, then how does Google Maps get away with it? <laughs> and, and you know they conveniently have big blacked out spots where they're told not to show. I but, know. <laughs> that's just a fault in in the camera. But there, there's like I said, we we've talked Antarctica before, and there's a lot of that stuff is kept very secretive, and there is not a lot of. Put in the public uh, mapping of stuff. See, in but there. the map I'm holding up and showing Marty, right. it's kind of ass backwards because they have bird. Oh, that is right. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'll shut up now. <laughs> but no, if you look at it this way, right, they have bird flying up at the North Pole, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's down at South Pole, so basically the map's got to be up like right. this. Right. Yep. Whoever drew that kind of drew it, drew it upside down. Sorry to say, folks, but it's upside down. It, it's a little off. Yeah. I mean, but it, it, it does capture the imagination, and that, that's it does. why I, I like it. And, and just the idea of it, period, is just really, really cool idea. I don't dispute maybe some of the other entrances they have listed on there. I, I don't. I want the entrance like a King Solomon's Mine to be there. <sighs> so we got to find it. I was say, so if anybody wants to have pay for me and Marty go to right, right, right. Africa to go look for it, please contact us. We'll take a fully funded, we'll ride elephants and probably get eaten by lions and that shit. Well, yeah, we'll probably. go. Torn apart by angry gorillas at some point. Or worse yet, the fucking ants they got there. Oh. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Horrifying animals in that area. But, but yeah, no, step one, let's find uh, King Solomon's mine, and then we will explore the entrance to... You Dude, know, when you hit the table, the I can really hear it on the I know. I just, I just <laughs> Quit getting all kingly too. and gesturely on us. Just calm it down. Right. I, I remember that, too. As a we're not, oh, we're talking about your birthplace, so just calm down. Ugh. Deep breath. That sounds like you're having sex or something. That's pretty damn gross, <sighs> dude. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we're going to get kicked off the uh, air for that. Yeah, probably. No, but there's like, like we said before, we mentioned some place to really go in. Like, I think like the... One possible one I always like is Kentucky Mammoth Cave. Yeah, system. yeah. That's the only one on this map that I show that could possibly have any access to it, possibly. Because, it, right, right. Because that's still very uncharted. Really, yeah, yeah, majority of it is. Yeah, mile upon mile of it. it it's the one that probably is the most accessible, I, I believe. Um, I know the, the, the Pyramids of Egypt is, is a nice... Uh, fanciful idea yes. of, of doing it. Yeah. I don't really think there's any connection there. No, I don't either. Um, I think there is some crazy shit. It, it, the, there might be a hall of records Giza. like underneath the yes. Sphinx or something. And, and the Sphinx in that area. There, there's their own shit that need to be tied into Hollow Earth. Yes. You know, I mean, it. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, as, as legends go, it, it, it 
it's fanciful to throw in there as like, ah, oh, here's this great place that. It, yeah, it but like if anybody's done any studying, like in this type of world, yeah. usually the land legends are really fanciful, but it's actually very practical about how it's done, yeah. what, what's going on. Right. It's it's weird till you figure out what is happening and what's causing it. Right. Now it's uh, I I don't know, man. Hollow Earth, out of all of the what I would say quote kind of crazy out there theories that are that float around. To me, I put it in a top five, top three even, of that I think is probable. I mean, I, I really do think it is something that is probable. Yeah, I'd have to I agree mean, with you. It would be, be in my top five. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of like theories of weird stuff out there. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a little too far out for me. It's a cool idea. Possible, sure. Do I put it in my probable category? Eh, no, no, not <laughs> so much. Uh, but this one, no, man, it is... Uh, captured my imagination since i was a kid it's, well, it's like a, we said before like idea. jules verne that's right. like a big thing with vernians in that yep is they believe that there is a hollow earth and jules verne was actually there right and he gave a verbal map of how to get there yep yeah it's he, he laid it out there movies have all been awesome oh yeah yeah no absolutely man but there's uh just too many things and i know we dug into some of that uh in the last hour on just noises and just different stuff even going to say uh grand canyon where there have been sightings of things that to me it makes sense there would be entrances somewhere in that area you're already you know that deep off the surface we already know there are cave systems that run in and out of that area yep it makes perfect sense that that would be an access point to something subterranean so what do we think? Who is running the place down there? Who runs Mill? Ha ha ha! God damn Gandalf! Mill <laughs> Baggins. Yeah, no, uh, I, I honestly don't know. I, I do believe it could be very much like up here, where there are different areas that are taken by different groups. Um, we we go back even in in history going back to the green children from the 12th century uh this is in Suff, uh, suffolk, sussex england. suffolk england uh how come like, i can say that word but i can't say I, tsunami. I, I tsunami. tsunami ah the world is ending now yep unless uh, the vikings win then we know we're fucked yeah yeah no then then everyone's in trouble but yeah no uh like i think it was around 1198 somewhere in there late late 1100s these two children anyone who doesn't know this story these two children showed up in, in the small village around there. They could not speak English. Uh, they were speaking a language, but no one knew what the hell it was. And these children were tinged green. Uh, they, they eventually got them to eat some food right away. It was basically just flat beans that they would eat. Uh, it was a boy and a girl. The boy eventually died. He actually didn't last that long up here. But the girl kind of got taken in by a family. Uh, she learned English. Uh, after a time, her green tinge went away after being here. And uh, after, after she had been taught English and got a little older and actually explained where they came from, is they came from a place that was a subterranean a country basically uh different language different foods 
uh, they, it was called St. Martin Land, is what it, the word she came up with for it. Uh, what their actual language word is, nobody knows, because it was 1100. Nobody was really, really good into writing down things like this, because they just thought it was a weird occurrence. But yeah, she eventually uh, ended up growing old and dying, and her bloodline, whatever have you, is kind of lost to time. I don't think, that's, let's say, okay, because if we're going we're gonna to go dig back in another episode with the New World Order and ancient houses. Right. If she actually did come from Hollow Earth, I'll guarantee they got somebody who's tracing her bloodline oh, to yeah. where it actually is today. Marty, you looking kind of green underneath yeah. the gills, dude. You're kind of green today, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I don't doubt that at all. There was, because something like that, I'm sorry, the church in that time would have got so fucking involved. Oh, yeah. That's, like, more powerful than the government back in those times. They probably do know her lineage and where she's gone forward, right, and right. they're keeping track of that. I right. can almost guarantee well, I, I don't think it's any coincidence that that the name that they said she gave for her homeland was St. Martin. Yep. You know what I mean? No, no religious connotation there at all. At all. Of course they're there. I am honestly would not be shocked if they had tried to start a crusade. All right, sidetrack here. I just saw something that popped right, in my head, right. came across my news feed. Did you see that NASA is employing now 24 theologians? Oh, really? You didn't hear that? They're no, employing... man, I've been like dead to the world for like well, the last week. Well, NASA, this kind of goes off since we're talking about church, we're going to talk about theologians right. now. They're actually employing 24 theologians to think about religion on another planet with aliens. Really? Yeah. I'm not shitting you. Look it up on your phone right now. Wow. We're going to pause a second, folks. So what do you think about that shit? Wow. You're reading the article right now, Mark. That is pretty wild, actually. I just paraphrased when I said they're going to try and look at alien religions. And try right, to... right, right. So there must be planning for something here. Well, I, I like that the, the one article I, I pulled up was actually from the AP. Yeah. And their assessment at the end is, oh, this is just a rumor and false. Really, AP. Really. Everyone else seems to have covered this thing, but... You're yeah. covering it, but now we're like, mm, no, yeah, it didn't happen. We, we just think that's false. <laughs> that's yeah, I just odd. got a message from Connor. He said, thanks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I sent him on Instagram. I sent him a thing saying, did you know Southern Green took place in the year 2022? It sure did. Yes, it did. That movie it fucked sure me did. up as a kid. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. All right, absolutely. let's get back on track. Back on track. Back on track. <laughs> ah, you got sidetracked by Green. Yeah, a tr well, yeah, then we ended up on green soil, and so it's right. good. It segued back into your stuff. There it is. But, yeah, no, uh, I, I, I find that story interesting. I think maybe there have been some of it through time has been altered a little bit. Like I said, yeah. the, the St. Martin name. of, But I, I think they were actually from somewhere else. Like, they, they described after she was able to speak English, yeah, they'd gotten lost in some of the cave system and ended up out here where it was really bright and <laughs> yeah. and it was just not uh, where they were from. Yeah. That's, I'm going to be amazed with that. I don't, I don't get it by me. I, God, I wish it was like the hollow earth was a beautiful, fantastical place. Right. But I'm sorry. I'm like, like, I have a hard time believing that there'll be all these fans for race. Like there's, I've read articles since we've been doing this research. There's people out there that believe there's land full of giants. Oh yeah. yeah Nazis. Yeah. Lizard people, yeah. which are the Anunnaki, but the Anunnaki are they're also their own thing too. Yeah, and some. Yeah, yeah. 
And I'm like, come on, let's just boil it down to what can be down there. Right. Now, like, I, I've seen a lot. It's like a hodgepodge. Yeah, it, it's people throwing darts at the wall, man. They're, they're yeah. trying to see what's going to stick. Uh, like I said, I've seen a lot where the ancient alien guys have latched onto this idea as as explaining the reptilians and everything else as like, oh, there was a giant war between three different alien races for control over people, and, and the reptilians lost, and they were sent to go underground. I was like, I, I'm not saying there probably aren't reptilians. I'm saying they probably are. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they were in a great alien battle over well, there, our there was souls. a there is an ancient battle in the past i have to oh, yes. come there because yes. of the nuclear radiation like in india yes. even in scotland yeah. there's actually it all over vitrified fortresses where there's no like i said oh they just put a bunch of trees against it you have to have every fucking tree on the goddamn planet against this one fucking wall to make that stone vitrified together yes uh there's too many spots and there again i think i'm just naming two of them like in india and scotland right uh, there, there's too many spots where we're seeing this kind of stuff that only something with the strength of a nuclear blast and things like that could create the damage that they're seeing. Yeah. And I, I think some of that, and not so much ancient aliens as much as it is maybe the Previous ones who thing. came before us. That's where I got me thinking that maybe the ones that came before us like I said in my Missy 401 series, maybe there's something in the past that fucked up the environment. They couldn't handle yep. it, so they had to go underground. They're still fucking there, but yeah. they can't come back up here. Right. Th- things are different. And, I mean, over that many years, you you think about the vast difference in the environment you're going to have miles mm-hmm. under our planet. Yep. Uh, I know a, a lot of them like that idea of like a, a Marvel Savage Land, where it's... There's a sun there, and it's dinosaurs, and it's just like our tropical jungles. I don't think that's the case. No, uh, I don't either. I, I don't think they need a sun-type source for heat because simply the geothermals under there. I do believe there probably is a, a stronger light source, but I, it is nothing near our sun. See, I went down that road, too, and I kind of like right. I, I typed in center of the earth sun for hollow earth. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. No one ever says. But I kind of look at... The, what I did was I looked at, like, Will-O-The-Wisp. Uh, yeah. Natural occurring yeah. Um, effect around here. And I'm thinking, underneath the ground, there could be enough methane in that for what would cause that. It could be self-reigniting. Oh, yeah. And if you big enough cloud, it's going to be raising up above everything. And that could right. be a constant light source that yes. dims and wanes. Over, let's say you have 10 days of brightness. And it kind of dims as more right. methane gas builds up, then it starts again. So that would be like almost like a day and night cycle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I had thought of that too. Cause it's like, well, would there be, since nothing is rotating around, would there be in a day and a night? And to me, it seemed like it would be almost like a never ending kind of uh, waxing, waning dusk, like you have in Alaska at certain times yeah. of the year, where it's never fully dark. But you're never going to get the same brightness we have up here. Like I said, like that that idea of a, a cycle of building up and then dropping back off. It's never completely pitch that would black. Make a lot, that makes more sense to right. me personally than just having, oh, there's a giant ball of methane gas that's like a perfect sun. No. Yeah. It's going to be like a cloud massy form that's right. going to grow in size. Like Then all of a sudden it decreases as the material's gone, then it yep. builds up again. But It's always light, but like you said, dawn and dust. Yep, yeah. It, it's... 
Yeah, it's never going to be like a high noon like we have here. Yep. It's never going to have that kind of power or potential to put out. Uh, you're also not going to get some of the same vitamins you would have, say, coming from the surface sun, simply because it's a different type of structure. Yeah, you wouldn't get their vitamin D that everybody needs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... And it was... Oh, ah, whatever. But we were talking about... The ch- we're going back to the wool pill, the wool yeah. pit children. Now, there's other podcasts I've done that's just put like I seen one podcast that did like four episodes on. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, there is a deficiency that causes a green skin. Right. I know there's a deficiency. The deficiency that causes blue tinting skin is excess nitrogen yes. in your diet. The green, I can't remember what I, it is. I don't remember. I know. Uh, like, the human body itself can be tinted orange even by certain foods like if you have a lot carrots. of carrots and things like that eventually your skin does tint uh you have the yellowing of jaundice uh where your skin does turn a waxy paler yellow as opposed to the the standard coloring and uh, i i can't think of what because i know there is one that does turn you a tinge grin green not grin <laughs> grun. It's it's not German class. It's not grun. Speaking but, of Germans, uh, why does everybody think there's bleeding Nazis down there? Well, I, I think, again, there, there's this almost a, a want for there to still be that super bad guy out there. Like, some of them got away. Same reason we have ideas that Nazis, you know, made bases on the moon and whatnot. And I think there's, like, even Antarctica... There, there's, you know, the ideas that Nazis have a base and they're still operating down there. I, I, I think some of that stems originally because they were such an, I mean, inherently evil force in the world. It, it's, they, they've become kind of a catch-all for bad guys, even, you know, how many years later, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was done and over long before we were even born. Well, and by the time I was five, I knew what fucking Nazis were, man. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, Nazis, bad guys, that's it. Yeah, I looked up what may cause green tinting of the skin this is by the health board. Green skin is commonly caused by anemia, organ failure, bruising, and discoloration from junior. Yeah, jewelry. Developing green skin can also be localized, ranged in different hues. Yeah, it doesn't. Okay. This condition results in red blood cells lacking the normal level of hemoglobin that normally right. gives them their red color. No, it's like anemia. Huh? Uh, anemia may make sense because there may not be, depending on what their diets are. If it's not enough iron in their exactly. diet. Exactly. Yeah, that makes the fuck, dude. That does. Yeah. I mean, if, if there's not a lot of large, like up here, we get plenty of iron, even before the, the, the vegan. Wave started coming. If you're around. vegan, we don't have anything against no, you. No, man, I, I don't at all. Yeah, I, but they, yeah, they steak, do still end up having to take a lot of iron uh, vitamins, vitamins and supplements to get that iron because even spinach and stuff like that, which has a lot of iron, isn't enough to really keep us going like it's supposed to. Yep. It's just not. Where we growing up, evolutionary wise, it went from you know. Traveling to setting up farms, hunting, gathering. It, we are a, a very much a omnivore, meat-heavy species. Yeah. I mean, we are. We, our like, bodies like are a mil- designed. Like an 
fuck, I about said Middle Earth again. But <laughs> Hollow Earth, you would have to think there wouldn't be that large of life forms. I'm no. sorry to say, folks, I don't think there's really a lot of dinosaurs down there. No, no. It's a fanciful, and I, I love the idea. I would love the awesome I, idea. I honestly think our, our best chance of finding evolutionary living dinosaurs would be deeper Congo, yep. uh, deeper Amazon, some of these higher plateaus. Uh, where we haven't gotten to, and they're just overrun with shit. I find it much more likely if there is, say, like a giant caldera area that's kind of been blocked off from the rest of the world. It's hard to get up into it. Once you're down in this giant base pit, I mean, miles across, but it's still, in essence, a crater, and it's harder to get out of. I have to agree with you. I think the best bet to find a living relic of a dinosaur would be the Congo. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there there are stories of the Makuli Mabembe for decades. The giant brontosaurus. Centuries. Yeah. It's <laughs> being seen even in the U.S. The Thunderbirds, if you will. Pteranodons. Uh, pterodactyls. Those kind of things. I, I think they're more likely someplace like that that's secluded we can't get to. Not so much underground. Uh I just don't see anything super big being supported. There's not enough there. Yeah. There's just not. Unless it's a specialized type right. of creature that's just made for living down there. And, and even then, I don't think they're going to be large. I, yeah. I don't think you're going to see a lot of like rhinoceros type. No, nothing that big. Running no, around. No. Uh, as far as the giants, no. Uh, I think there are giants. I don't think they delve that far into that. I think they, they any giants that are in existence in our world are in cave systems, but not going as deep as, say, the hollow earth where it would be. Yeah, because they want... Occasionally, maybe they end up in there and probably get killed, well, they, is my guess. Well, like, like, too, I agree with you, like with the giants, there's probably is giants, but they want surface access yes. because so they can go out... Kill game, kill people, exactly. whatever they want to do. They're, they're, they're like, like we said, like Kandahar, that area. Yep. It's a lot of wild goats, things like that, mountain goats, animals that they can freely go out, attack. And anything that large, if you're living, you require a lot of calories and a lot of protein. Yep. And I don't think you're going to find it eating mushrooms in, in the Underdark. Nope. You know, it's just <laughs> that's just not how it's good. you're going to live. Yeah. You may use them for a garnish occasionally. But you need bigger live prey to Higher calorie surviving. Food. Yes. So, all right. So so far, we've knocked out no giants in the middle hollow no, earth. No, I don't think there are. <laughs> Probably very few to none Nazis. Yeah. No. Um, but if you look at the map, Shambhala, we got to talk about Shambhala. Ah, yeah. Yes. And there I hit the table again. Yes. Quit like a, like fucking a table. A, like a mad, mad, power-hungry buffoon. <laughs> No, but like with Shambhala, that's like with the Hindu religion. And the entrance to that is like in the Himalayas. Oh, yes. But on the map there, it shows it's like in Kentucky. Look at the map, it shows like an entrance like right over by Kentucky. I don't think that person that drew this map kind of know right, where Shambhala was at. Yeah, look at it. They, they, they saw the name thought it looked fucking cool. Like our, our, you got Agartha there and you got like Shambhala up on the left hand. And you got like medium... medium civilized humanoid people so what the fuck does that mean then you got that alien spaceport on the very bottom Uh, where the ships go in and out then a couple of random cities the the saucer to venus as it is although i don't doubt that that is 
Yeah, talking to the mic. Oh, man, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> off to the side here, man. Uh, no, I, I don't doubt that Emerald Bird did find an entrance of some kind. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, to, to have uh, uh, Shambhala on... Uh, that's Somewhere serious. below North America. North America, I, I find. Yeah. I would have, that's kind of like oxymoronic just, because. I mean, yeah. unless they'd got all the way through there and ended up under Kentucky and just never knew. But it seems like it would be located a little closer to, uh, well, even say the, the Pyramid of Giza entrance would be a lot closer than yeah. Kentucky Mammoth Mountains to getting to Shambhala. So. So now, since we've kind of, me and Marty have kind of ictioned the fanciful stuff, there, we believe there's something down there, but I, we did a little, we did a little, how can I say this, research on our own right, right. about practical things that may be done. Right, a little conjecture. <laughs> because after we got talking about the, how many, there's basically more water underneath the ground than there is on yeah. the surface, that got both me and him thinking, let's do something like this. We each take two different animals that we think can be under there right. and what they would look like. So Marty will go first, then right. I'll go. We'll swap back and forth. Quit drinking that nasty no. stuff. That's so uh, gross. Oh no, man! Cream soda is good. Uh, it, it's going going into it. I, I had to look at what do I actually think Hollow Earth is set up like. Like, like I said, is is it kind of the Pellucidar, Jules Verne, massive forests, bright sun in the sky? And no, I don't. Uh, animals will evolve differently depending on the environment they're in. Uh, I, I think there are large open spaces down there. I think there are. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are tropical jungles like we see them. I, I think that more of what we're going to see down there is the myconids, uh, fungus. There may be large forests, but they are going to be Fungi. like mushrooms. Forests, yeah. uh, different kinds of hanging fungus. I think you're you're not going to have grass fields. You have something similar. Like, to I was it. thinking like it was, I was thinking that too, but we're pretty much on the same page. Yeah, because like with the grass fields, you probably have fields of lichen. Yeah, lichen. it's it's going to be like a moss covered soft, rocks, soft moss. Yeah, and which which is very comfortable to be on too. If you've ever been in like big patches of moss, yeah. it's very comfy, much like like grass would be. But it's yeah. not going to be tall grass. It's going to be things like that. Uh, but I've thought uh, if there are things living down there, like we've seen even in caves that have been blocked off, we've gotten into. Now, these are ones that are cut off from all sunlight. And again, they evolve differently. Yep. We're looking at a place that does have low light, that I believe has low light, but not pitch black all the time. There's obviously going to be dark places to go. But most of your stuff in there, I think, is going to be adapted to dealing with much more low light than what we deal with up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, eyes are probably going to be bigger uh, just to let in as much light as possible. At least the pupil uh, dilation will be there kind of like a, a house cat. When, yep. when they're looking at just, whoop, their eyes go super black because they're trying to suck in as much light as possible to be able to see what they can. Um, and I think even less than... More than sight, I think in an area like this, because you're still dealing, even if it's a large cave system, it is still a cave system. And sound is a very important factor dealing with underground. Um, I think 
if you have something like deer, things like that, uh, spring bucks like from South Africa, but I think they're going to be on a much smaller scale. They're kind of like the, uh, I can't think of what the name is, but there's like these little tiny deer, pygmy deer. Yep. They're, they're super small, about That's a foot tall. Asian, yeah. yeah. They're like a foot tall. I think we're going to be seeing something like that. Small groups of them. I mean, there will be, I think there will be plenty of them in there, but not the massive, you know, antelope clearing the plains, you know, in massive groups. But I think they are going to rely even more so than, say, surface deer do on their hearing. I think they're going to be something that has a much larger ear, similar to even, say, like my, my fucking corgi or even like bats. Yep. They have a very large ear compared to their head size. And I think uh, there will be, if we find animals and stuff down there, it's going to be something like a pygmy deer uh, going to have bigger eyes, going to be much darker eyes to suck in as much light as possible. And their ears are going to be quite large, I believe, to the size of their head, simply to pick up those sounds. I mean, I, I would imagine they're going to have the same kind of skittishness a surface deer is going to have <laughs> if there's any kind of predators there. If there are people living there, they are going to learn pretty quickly that we got to pay attention to these things. Um, I don't think most of these animals are probably going to have thicker fur like we have up here because there's just there's no need, need for, for it. it. You know, a lot of the reason the way it, like deer hair is, it's, just, it's these, multi-layered. Yeah, the, the, the structure of the hair itself is designed as an insulator. It's called it's called cool. uh, AWN hair. Yeah, on hair, on uh, uh, hair. Yep, and, and it's designed in the summer to be like an AC unit. Yep. And in the winter to keep in that inner layer of heat. Uh, there's not going to be a need for that. Um, I think if these things have much hair at all, it'll probably be little tufts maybe along the back, like a razorback hog has, just yep. little bits of hair through there, and then tougher skin. I think coloring, you're not going to see kind of like the bright, because they don't need that bright the the brown and white that we have now like on deer and stuff up here is to blend into the tall grasses they don't have that done there i think everything is going to be a little bit more uh grayer shade of things uh not full black but like a dark something to blend in with say fungus the rock wherever they're going through and like i said uh, to match in with the the terrain yeah the, the lichen that's wherever their habitat is I don't think they're going to be soft and cuddly little pygmy deer. They're going to be a rougher skin to deal with that. I think it is going, I think the inner earth is hotter and I think yeah, it I is going to be humid. Oh yeah. Just simply because the depth you're at, there's not as much that would, that would explain why they wouldn't need as much fur because right. that they would shed that as an evolutionary yep. trait. Yeah. It would just simply become unnecessary yep. as the generations go on. Uh, I think that that skin will be a little bit tougher because you are going to be, even if you are, say, living in a a jungle of mushrooms, you're still dealing with rock and a lot of harder stuff. There's not as much grass and things like that to nest in. I think that skin will become thicker just mm-hmm. to deal with that so that they're not dying of infections every time they rub up against a wall, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you took deer. I kind of went, I wrote my thing out like five pages worth. <laughs> oh, my God. I kind of sound like David Attenborough, so you guys have to bear with me as I go through I'm going to go with it. All right. I named my creature, it's Regina. She is a subspecies of Diplo 
Diplyphymorphia, or your common Virginia possum. But Regina has never seen or felt the sun in her lifetime. Out of 127 species of marsupials, possums are the only marsupials found in North America. They were first recorded between 1607 and 1611 by John Smith, founder of Jamestown, Virginia, and his secretary, William Scratchy. Describes the possum as a beast in bigness of a pig and a taste alike. So they ate the fuckers. Oh, yeah. I have, that's one thing I have not eaten. I could have eaten a lot of things, but I've never had possum. I, I never had. The, I, like the Carolinas and that, you can actually buy it canned. Really? They actually have, like, yeah, a friend of mine was stationed down there. When he said I'd be willing to try that. I'd be the only one in my household oh, to try yeah, it. I would be the only one, too. So if somebody wants to send us a can of possum, right, right. me and Marty will do I'm an totally Instagram video that, and man. we'll cook it up and we'll eat it. And we'll tell you exactly what it tastes like. But yeah, no, he told me, yeah, you find it in stores down in the Carolinas. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? He's like, no, man. It's... Did you I get never... some? No. Fuck no, I didn't buy it. I was like, ah. <laughs> supposed to tell me and Marty are pretty much garbage disposable. Look, right, Thanks- Look at my Thanksgiving leftover story, folks. Oh, okay. right, right. <laughs> I'll eat anything. But yeah, no, man. Could you be? Could you imagine the first time you saw... I love possums. I really do. They're around here. I see Oh, yeah, man. I didn't know that till probably 20 years ago. I finally was like, holy fuck, they live here. But yeah, they're kind of a, a creepy, weird-looking thing. First time seeing one of those climbing out of a bush at me, I, I probably, if I didn't know what it was already, I probably would have been shitting my pants a little bit because they're oh, a little yeah. creepy. But you may shit your pants by the end of this. <laughs> the Proto-Algonquin name word for possums are called they're called the white dog or beast dog-like beast. Possums are small to medium-sized that grow to the size of a house cat and usually weigh around eight pounds and are about thirty inches long. They're kind of small, but a man in Linwood, Minnesota, just recently shot and killed a 14-pound, two-ounce possum Ooh. that had been raiding his chicken coop and stealing chicken eggs. And it had, if you go look this up, look up Linwood, Minnesota, giant possum. Oh, this man. thing is just monstrous! That's Holy, crazy. looks like a looks like a German Shepherd in his hand oh, as yeah. like holding. Oh, dude! Now I went I went down the hole. You guys can get a little bit of science back on marsupials here, the possum, because oh, right, right. it will lead into the story. The gestation period of a possum is 12 to 14 days. They give birth to litters up to 20 young, which must climb into the pouch and attach to a tit, because if they don't, they yep. die. Some of the young fail to attach and perish, but as many as 13 can attach and survive. That's a lot of damn things. Possums, okay, the usual lifespan of a wild possum is around one to two years because of predation. Yeah. Possums start re- reproducing at the age of six months. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, everybody's to the term plain possums, or plain dead is a survival trait of possums. When they fade death, a foul-smelling fluid secretes from the anal gland. Lips are drawn back, burying their teeth, and foam at the, they foam at the mouth. This condition can last up a few minutes or up to a four hours. Oh, God. It's like the funny fainting goat videos you see. Oh, yeah, man. Now, their diet, they'll eat anything. Yeah. I mean, they're omnivores. The ultra omnivores. The only unique skeletal remains of, like, rogue till. Yeah, they don't care. Many large possums are also immune to the venom of rattlesnakes. Oh. Yeah, I did not know that. Oh, no, I didn't either. See, that's just like the possums we see now. Now we're going to get into Regina. Regina is a 1,200th generation, which means 600, her, her species has been around for about 600 years. Regina is a four-year-old female in her prime. She knows she now weighs 110 pounds, and in her life has produced 10 healthy offspring in the last three years. 
So now the gestation period is slowed down. Right. They can take better care of their young. And they're actually getting larger because there's, they eat, they can eat fucking anything. Yeah. And there's they eat refuse and all that, so they're actually going to get bigger than what they are. Her eyesight is almost non-existent, but she can still see the faint glow of the edible lichen her kind like to eat whenever they can find it. Right. So her eyesight, the possums already have excellent night vision. Right. Oh, yeah. So they their eyesight's gotten less, but to make up for it, the loss of eyesight, she has... Formed, they use like a form of rudimentary echolocation okay, using a scream that sounds really like someone falling off a cliff, which they're known to do. They bark and they squeal, yeah. and that's how they reproduce and make. That's how they bring it in. So they could probably just use that to – it's a trait they already have, and they're just using right. it for a different means. Yeah, they've just repurposed it. Besides echolocation, Regina uses her excellent sense of smell to help detect food, water, and if any males are nearby. The males she is not too worried about since they are about half her size and she is not carrying any young or in the mood to mate. Because now they got females, they'd be, more product, they'd be more important because they'd have to carry the young, which is done in the possums, and the males would be smaller, which is reversed from what it is right now. Because right. right now the males are about a pound, two pounds bigger. Now they're like half the size. Yeah. But you do see that in, in other species of creatures too, where like a lot of times like in uh, spiders. Yep. You, you will find the male is very, very small compared to the female. Yeah, because the female has a more important job. Yeah. But it would, yeah. it would be different if she still had to provide for her young, aside from the males, would kill and eat them if they got through her. That's like another common trait among some animals. Yeah. Like, what the fuck does that? Lions. Oh, yeah. Lions do that quite a bit. Yeah. If they're trying to take over a pride, they'll kill the main lion. And they'll kill all the cubs. Yep. Then the females go into mating. They go and into heat. And that's no other option but me now. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much Well, that's their mentality is they, they yeah. kill off all the young. And it's like, well, if you want more kids, yeah, better come them. talk to me because yeah. I'm hanging out over here. Bring Regina, me food, too. Yeah. <laughs> fucking lions. Regina's nose twitches excitedly as she catches a scent of water. And water means food. As she reaches the edge of the water, she lets out a quick scream for two reasons. One, to see how big the water area is, and the second reason to see if her call is answered, which would tell her if there is others of her kind in the area. When she hears no returns to her scream, she slowly gets into the water. There is something else. This is something else she wouldn't do, but she has caught the scent of calcium and knows she will need to get more before she is able to mate again. She quickly... Swims out to the source of the smell, which is a small island made from the groundwater slowly seeping through the grand ground above her and depositing a calcium-rich area for her to eat. Now, the reason I bring up calcium is because possums are like calcium deficient. That's why they eat roadkill bones, yep. because they need that extra source of calcium. I don't think I think that's a trait that they would still keep because in oh, cave yeah, system, yeah. it'd be a lot easier for them to get that calcium, and they just have to go like non-calcium deposit. Right. Like cows with a salt block. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm thinking. Just a natural spot of where things are. It's yep. like, oh, yeah, it's right here. Yeah, you're not hunting on the road, running the risk of being killed yourself. trying yeah, to pretty get much. It. Oh, that's a good-looking skunk there. I'm going to eat right. him. <laughs> oh, it smells delicious. Bunk. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> poor possums. Yeah. Poor horrible So what else possums. you got? I got possums. I got one more. I want to see what else you got. I was actually going to go down into what would be predators for some of these animals, including small deer like that. 
I did um, a Predator too, but I don't think you can know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I went down a road because everyone who knows me knows I I fucking love cats, but uh, I'm doing. We won't hold that against you. Right, right. But uh, yeah, no, a, a form of big cat. When I say big cat, I don't mean physically big. There, there is a difference between what is technically a small cat and a big cat. A lot of it is in uh, the ability to roar or purr, uh, the way their eyes are set up. Uh, big cats technically do not have the slit your house cat would have for a pupil. It's actually a circular pupil that runs more like a photo lens to suck in, in more light and is more efficient than a house cat's eyes. Um, again, I don't think these are going to be like leopard and jaguar size animals. I just don't think it's going to... Pitching, animals like this. Are you this, picturing I more don't. like ocelot size? Yeah. So or Maine coon cat? Yeah. I'd say Maine uh, coon cats are fucking huge anyway. Yeah, they're, they're big. Something maybe a little bit bigger than, than say, your, your Maine coon or like a savannah. But something along those same lines where it's larger than your, your typical cat you're going to see. Um, there again, I think they're still going to have that keen sight because cats do have very good vision. But more than vision, cats actually use, again, sound. Straight up. Oh, yeah. Like you'll see, anytime we've had a mouse get into our house, I know it isn't that the cats have seen it, but they've heard it sitting. Uh-huh. And they can pinpoint right where it's at. And that's what they do. They will hear those minute sounds. And again, it's the structure of their ear, which cones and actually can be directional yep. to pinpoint where things are. That's like you'll find uh, like farm cats will be watching in the grass and they will just pounce on something. You can't see anything moving in the grass, but they hear it. And they come out with this big ass rat. Yeah, <laughs> here's this big, you know, foal or something coming out. And I think again, these cats are going to be much like that. They are going to use and I think to some extent, unlike using roars, I also believe they will develop a form of Almost a form of echolocation doesn't fully work like well. Already, already, sorry, science for that too. Where the all your bigger cats have even they think yes. even small cats use infrasound, infrasound, which is sub level. You can't even hear it. No. We can't. You feel it. You feel it. Yeah, it makes you feel sick. But yeah, no, they've they've done a lot of studies with like especially like tigers are notorious for it. Where you'll be at, even like at a zoo where they have a tiger and they'll look at you. And, and if it starts getting into intimidate and hunt mode. You will just start feeling uneasy. You'll get kind of queasy. And that's what it is. It's putting out this ultra-low bass, pretty much. Yeah. And actually, that same thing a lot of movie producers have started using in these soundtracks to their horror films. Yep. Where you can't hear it, but all of a sudden you start feeling uneasy. Oh, she's going to get stabbed after she trips. (laughs) Why am I feeling so anxious? And that's what it is. It's this ultrasound, this subsonic uh, bass sound that Mm -hmm. is hits you inside and you don't know why. <laughs> but I think they use that. Uh, they will adapt something like that to kind of figure out where they are and just kind of help pinpoint the prey. And I think their their ears, they are going to be kind of like, uh, I'm trying to think of what the wild cats are, but they have like double the size of a normal cat's ear. Servals? It might be the, the servals, yeah, with the big, long, Servals, yeah, yeah. With the yeah, the big tall and the tough, Some are servals. Yep. And that's what they use that for, is they are very good at pinpointing any minute sound 
from long That's what distances. I understand. Nothing against pit bulls or anything, but why do people cut pit bulls' ears? Because pit bulls' ears stick up, and they look awesome. I have nothing against pit bulls, but right. I, just, I don't think they had need to have their ears cut because they yeah, look well, badass with their ears up. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that that when they start doing that stuff, it's just to looks. That that's the look of it. Let's get back into your big cat. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think they will. And e- even, say, like, your larger possum like that, I think would be a big meal. Uh, I don't believe the cats will probably be living in family packs like lions do. Just simply, it's so against typical cat nature. They do get along socially very well. You'll even see it in house cats. But typically, they are loners until it's time to, to breed. Yep. Because that's just how most cats are designed. Lions somehow tricked all the others into being a lazy fuck. <laughs> you know, if you go get shit for me, I can protect you until I can't or I don't want to. Um, but yeah, no, most cats are more solitary. And I think these things will be too. There again, I think they are going to be kind of like we have now, like the tiger stripe style. But it's going to be a variance of gray. Black eye gray or yeah. something. Uh, very much so that it can slip in between this stuff. Uh, they're still, like I said, they're still going to rely on sight because there is, I think, going to be light there. But again, I think they are going to have much more acute night vision than what cats do now. And like cats' night vision is not as good as people like to think it is. It's very, it's way better than ours. Oh, but I think yeah. it will adapt even farther. Especially coming from us two that wear glasses. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Like. Uh, Oh, what? But I think they will get to these ones will probably evolve to a point where they could almost see almost like an infra in the infraspecture where they're picking up heat. What's uh, you may even have well, like like certain snakes have adapted and they other can see animals heat. Too. Yeah, they, they they develop little heat sensors. Yep, it's just it's eyes. just an evolutionary thing. It's yeah. going to happen. Well, I mean, you can see it all over the place. Even like uh, uh, sharks. They have the little pits that pick up. They aren't their nose, but it's other sensors that pick up these scents that no one else can smell. They've just adapted because that's how you become a top predator in their environment. Yep. And I think the cats will do that too, either some form of, of heat, infravision that they will pick up, or even like uh, seeing more, because they already do see into the UV spectrum, but maybe that will actually become a little more acute too, where they will be able to pick up that 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 movement of something the in breath dark. coming out of their nostrils yeah. or something and they're just like oh okay here we are <laughs> and then use the ears to tune in a little more oh george's got a big nose yeah. a lot of air coming out he it's, it's, it's one of those i think that like cats do now it's it's a step-by-step process when they're hunting something the first is hearing it and they're like oh okay and then you'll watch their ears even big cats and they will zoom in on okay it's over here and then once you get to a certain level they're like oh shit there it is <laughs> Now I can see it. And again, they are masters at hiding. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's a house cat. I mean, house cats in their environment aren't that good at it. But, I mean, they can't help it. <laughs> but in the wild, I've... Oh, I've had, I grew up with farm cats. So oh, yeah. Fuckers man. can hide anywhere. And they will disappear in your lawn. Yeah. Until the bird comes down and then just boom, 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 boom gone. Especially like, oh, that's shit. when you, if the cats start disappearing long, then mom gets mad. Go on, more fucking long. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, mom. No doubt, no doubt. Then about that time, I, I'm going to tell you a story. We're out on the farm, and we let our grass. We're, we're farmers. 
we mow lawn when we can mow lawn. Right. When you get the chance. Yeah. But I'm out mowing lawn. Do, 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 do. And that's back when we just got a rider. So like, we were king shit, you know. We had a John Deere riding lawnmower. All of a sudden, here, boom, boom. Oh, I a squealing shit. sound. I'm like, I'm like, the grass is probably about eight inches tall in this area. I was cutting. Right. I was cutting a little bit extra out. So whatever, make it look prettier. And squeeze, squeeze, high pitching squeal. I'm like, oh, what the oh, fuck did no. I kill? I go over there and there's baby rabbits. I was gonna say it's gotta be. Yeah, rabbits. it was traumatic. Sorry, folks, but it was traumatic. Oh. I'm like, mom, I killed some rabbits. She's like, come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, why? Why? <laughs> My mom's like, come here, cats. Go take care of the business. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's be honest, man. Uh, rabbits in in torment is one of the most horrifying sounds in I've nature. used it for hunting coyotes before, so it's oh. a, it takes a while. The first time you hear it, it's oh. gut-wretching. Yeah, it's but When you use it for hunting and that, then you get used to it when you're calling coyotes because things need to all be eliminated oh, yeah. from the planet. But no, they're, they're just a horrible sound. It's just it, this high-pitched scream, and you're just like, oh, God, what? Ah, what is going on? Kill it. Make it stop. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's horrifying, man. But yeah, no, I, I, I think... Uh, and here again, we, we will go into, I guess, if there are people down there, are they going to also be domesticating some of these creatures that they have down there? Yeah. We may have to make a third part, I think, dude. <laughs> that may have. Because. I mean, like, like I said, those cats, even like we adapted them up here to be keep our grain safe. I mean, it is really the birth of, of house cats. Yeah, pretty much keep all the rodents smaller, and the vermin yep, out. Yeah, you keep the, the smaller wild cats, you keep feeding them to keep them around your place. Yep. And You feed them just enough to yep. make sure they come back, but then they'll take they'll, care of all everything else. Of everything. Well, like, back in the day, almost every ship that went out on the ocean had a set of cats on it. Yep, it's considered bad luck if you didn't have cats. Yeah, I mean, they, they had them in there to kill the rats that were going to eat and fuck up your food. Yep. Without that food, you're dead. I mean, they, they needed them for survival. Yep. Ooh, excuse me. But yeah, no, I, uh, I I do believe they will be just a, a further fine-tuned hunting machine than what we have now. Yeah. And some of ours now are, are pretty impressive when you get into like the big cats like jaguars i don't i don't want to be attacked by a jaguar they no. they don't do the the like most big cats will actually go for a throat and try to choke you out big cats will just crunch like jaguars will crunch their their theory and method of killing is bite onto your skull and pierce your spine yep <laughs> and and if you're dead you're dead if you're not you're not moving anyways and they drag you up in a tree and eat but, you alive you know so. But yeah, like tigers, I had an uncle, and he never told a lot of stories of being in Vietnam. He just didn't, because uh, there was a lot of bad You can shit. tell them are the ones that actually saw the yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but there, there were a few times he had told me stories of, he's like, yeah, we'd be going on patrol, and you just get that eerie feeling. He's like, oh shit, somebody's watching us. And he's like, you kind of grip your gun, and then you see the eyes in the tree off to the side of the trail. And it's a fucking giant Vietnamese tiger just hanging out watching you guys. And you're like, he's like, after a while, you got used to it. I'm like, dude, I don't think I would ever get used to that. No, you don't want to get used to that. that, that is, like, that'd be Jesus. a time when he's going to eat for lunch. Oh, yeah, no thanks. That is a massive cat yeah. who loves water. That's There's nowhere to hide from tigers. No. Like, you see that video of that tiger killing caimans. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh leopard. Leopard yeah, killing leopard. caimans. 
Yeah, he just goes in and just like, yeah, no, I'm gonna kill that thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, and 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 for those people out there, this is kind of off track a little bit. But for those people out there that they're like, oh, cats and animals, they don't do things to be get back at people. They're just doing their natural thing. Do you know how many stories there are of tigers that that have had like some of their their babies and that killed by poachers who then tracked the poacher for five days and then slaughtered everyone in his fucking camp yeah there's it's like yeah them. no they, they it's like the ghost in the darkness oh yeah dude. oh absolutely that, we're that gonna line. do an episode on that we'll that's, touch on that later that's a, it's a cool story but yeah no it's like i said even even dogs there are reports of like uh not wild dogs but like street dogs where somebody been mean to them and yep. like kick the shit out of them Follows them with their buddies back to their house and just tear the shit out of anything they can get a hold of. Yep. Tear the fenders off their vehicles and then just be like, okay, we're done. And just just <laughs> leave chaos. Like, well, don't tell me that's just a natural reaction. That's that's vengeful spite, man. That's that's, that's an intelligence. Yeah, they, they have enough intelligence to be like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with it. I got a predator species for you, too, because... Possums are kind of like the happy-go-lucky ones. Right. Now we got a predator. I had to throw a predator big, in. Big dummies going, hey, let's go chew on that rock. Yeah, well, it's like a cow. They go out like, in the middle of the pasture. That can't yeah. be very natural for a cow to go look. Oh, the white block, 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 block. I hope this is good. <laughs> <laughs> hope this doesn't kill me. Okay. Again, I, I wrote this all out so you folks are going to do this. I have, uh, my next story is about Steve. Steve hey, is a subspecies of Astrocopop. Copsis gold eye, or basically freshwater crayfish. Oh, yeah. Crayfish can live up to 20 years. Yeah. What do you think the largest, how much do you think the largest freshwater crayfish they've caught weighed? Ooh. I'm not talking lobsters, I'm talking freshwater crayfish. crayfish. Ah, jeez, I don't know. So I was going to say, usually when you're dealing with them, they're not all that big. Uh, But, God, 20 years is a long time if you're avoiding that net. Go out there and guess a number. Ugh. Say a weight. I say most of them are just a few ounces, really. Oh. Uh, yeah, maybe quarter pound. Okay. The Astia, Asta Copsis Goldeye is from Australia. It's a freshwater shrimp from a freshwater crawfish from Australia. The largest one ever caught weighed six and a half pounds. Oh. Of course, and that's, it's Australia. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's six and a half pounds, but they Holy say it, they shit. probably said it would weigh closer to 11 if it would have had his other claw. Oh, God, he was missing a claw. He was missing a claw. He'd already been in a fight. And yeah. like, yeah, fuck it, keep that one, I'm taking off. So that's what I'm basing uh, this subspecies of crawfish on in the hollow. Right. Now, Steve and his brood have lived underground for at least a million years, so they're used to it. There's no oh. eyesight. It's all completely gone. Steve is a mature male coming in at around 20 pounds and has the scars to prove it from battles with lesser males that have tried to take his harem. So I'm thinking like this, like, they're going to be in the one localized area. They're going to have, like, one dominant male. Right. And say, all right, this is my shit. You don't, he's the one that does all the breeding. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to be in an area of, of wetlands. Yeah, know. but they're in, they can go on, as yeah, long yeah. as it's wet ground, they can do that. Yeah. His antenna quiver as he feels the water being displaced above him. Steve quickly opens and closes his claws, making a clacking sound that is muffled by the water. The clack Steve made is quickly repeated several other, t- several other times by larger submissive males as they begin to follow the scent trail left in the water by the intruder. 
The small group of 15 males quickly move along the bottom of the large underground lake until they till the trail ends where the bottom curves up to the surface. Steve and the other males know they are almost defenseless above water and easy, easier prey. So they fan out around the edge of the island, just below the surface of the water, with claws spread and wait for the intruder to enter the water again. Some of the other males leave instead of wait. They see this as, an op- as their chance to mate with the unprotected females of Steve's brood. Steve doesn't notice as he is focused on getting the intruder which he doesn't have to wait very long for. One of the lesser males is the first to grab the intruder with his claws. The other males quickly swarm the intruder and latch on with their claws. The intruder is quickly dragged down below the water with, oh, fuck it, eh? under their combined weight and dies where the, dies where the Diffelmore, where the Didalmorphia will feed, basically Regina will feed Steve's brood for a long time. So basically, it's going to be a very tight, I'd see a very tight life and death cycle. If something dies, oh. there's going to be so much that's going to yep. feed on it. Yep. And with crayfish, they've already found them in, ca- in caves already, like, oh, yeah. ungodly amounts underneath water. Yeah, no, those things are, like, like seeing them, because we have them around here, even. Oh, yeah, they're you good. Know, they're tasty. Yeah, oh, God, they're good, yeah. They're delicious. I will not go to the certain grocery store and buy them, because they only sell dead ones. I'm a big believer that's the only way you got to cook these. If you're from Louisiana, you know this, or any yeah, of the yeah, southern yeah. states. They have to be alive when you cook them. <laughs> yeah, it's just not. You don't cook them when they're dead because then that just it doesn't taste right. Yeah, it, it's it's different than shrimp. Yeah. Which you can de-head, de-vein, throw in a, in a flash freeze, and you're good to go. Crawfish, not so much. No, man, crayfish. Just, you got to suck the head. Be, yep. It, it's got to be. Drink the beer, you're good to go. Yeah, I, I've tried some of the... Uh, frozen ones up here and it's just not the same it's not even just that it doesn't have the right spice there's just a textural it's more mushier yeah it's not firm and i I think anybody who's tried it and that's the only way they've had it i can understand why they maybe don't like it yeah (laughs) you get fresh ones but like like i was saying like with steve and regina that's gonna be that's a life with the pasta i I think that whole yeah that whole because there's actually i've got them two connected to each other because there's actually aquatic possums yeah. There's actually possums with wet feet, and if they're going yep. to the water, and they know that their source of calcium, like their licking blocks out in the middle of this water, that's where they're going to yep. go. Well, yeah, because, I mean, as an animal, it, it looks like an easy shot. Yeah. I mean, it's just right there. It can already swim. No, I, I think a lot of this environment is actually going to be very wild in that aspect. Um, it is very... Life and death, and because uh, I think of limited resources to some extent, there, there's enough there that everything can thrive, but it's on a razor's edge. You yeah. know, I mean, that's why, like, if there's people actually living down there. I think that the people down there, let's say humanoid type people, right? They're really feral. Like you would see, like in the movie Descent with the female cave yeah. divers, something like that, or like the cave yeah, yeah. system, the cave movie, which is an yeah. awesome movie. Yeah, great film. <laughs> but I think if anything's going to be down there, it's going to be either that, there's going to be like, there's going to be a massive divide. There's going to be like the feral type people that have just wandered in there and got shit, I can't get the fuck out. Yeah. And are just like thrown in there because of half chance because that's just what happened to you. You got yeah. stuck here and you're SOL if you want to survive. You got to do drastic things to survive. 
But there's also going to be that advanced civilization that could possibly be down there, which I also agree with. Yes. But it's only going to be in certain areas. And they're going to, the feral people, they'll be like, ah, fuck them. They're like yep. idiots. Well, but, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think the, the civilized uh, sections are going to be partitioned off from everything else. They, they have enough technology. We do that nowadays. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, we, we look at things uh, where, where we, like, push them. I, even, like, on the surface, you see it in the divide from money to not money. Yeah. A place like, like Mexico City is really wild. I mean, when you see pictures of it, it literally is, here, here's a, a, a fence, and these are mansions. Other side of the fence is a slight downhill, and it is just shanties. Yep. I mean, right Tower next paper to each shanties. other. Yeah, and that's that's there's like twelve. That's like people. Jamaica's the same way. Too. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. And it just and and I think you will see them taking a little more control over everything down there. Uh, I think they will probably have their own farming systems. Yep. So they're not having to go out into the wild to do any of this shit. They will like like any. Uh, normally advanced society will have its own ranching and farming areas. Speaking of ranching, I bet that explains all the catamulations that happened. They oh. came and took the blood and breed and they're all genetic, genetically modifying animals down there to have cows. Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I can't dispute that. Let's be real. I can't dispute that. No, I, I think they will have their own and everything outside of there they, they, that's the way it's going to be. No far. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is not me and Mario have never sugarcoated anything, but no. this is the way we see it because there's going to be a certain line in the sand, and you're going to have the people that have technology, and everybody else is going to be like, eh, whatever. Yep, those are the wildlands. Yep, the and, wild, and, the cavemen out there can live off that. And, and really, you think about it, even as, as a governmental structure, uh, you you are in a smaller area than what we have up here. Yep. And like I said, even in their world. There is a very fine line between life and death. I, I think they probably aren't going to invest time and money into jails. Nope. I would have you to know, agree. You, like, you break the, the rules. You're banished. Yeah, you're out in the wild. Sorry. You, you, you've had this many chances. You broke all of our rules. That's where you go. If you survive, good for you. But you're not coming back here. No. And honestly, they probably won't survive because they're too used to being behind you get killed by your big walls. cats or crayfish yeah. or a possum yeah. or... or even the other who knows wilder ferals yeah. that are out there. Uh, I, I definitely agree with that. I think there are, like I said, I, I put hollow earth theory pretty high in my probability. I really do. Some people may think that that makes me crazy, but I do. I, I put it down as there's enough little trails of things we've seen but it's, it's like, not but also you look at it practical too yeah right. very practical it's not the fanciful oh the yeah. light beings of light down there They're, that's bullshit right. i think well, i yeah, truly think i think it's bullshit yeah because i think if they went down there it's gonna be very primal brutal and if there is an advanced society down there like we said there's gonna be highly division there's gonna be a cut and dry line yep yep we're here they don't know how to do that we got with the power we're gonna keep it we're gonna feed ourselves and they're gonna be very selfish type people. oh yeah there is no, I don't think, trading around with stuff. It's like this is our stuff, and it is, I think, a brutal environment. Well, if they it's do any trading, the people from this surface, let's say, people, there's people that say the surface world, people in government know this. Yeah, they're going to trade with them very minimal, and we'll never know about it. 
But right. it's like, again, they're just reinforcing that. I have the power. They have the power. We just talk to each other because yeah. we're blue bloods. Well, but, you, you think about it. You're, you're in an underground area. Uh, what easier way to get at certain minerals and elements that we really like <laughs> without, you know, strip mining everything on the surface, which everyone is angry about? Yep. Well, if you've got a place that, that is already underground... Hey, you got half the fucking shit done. <laughs> oh, hey, what do you know? There, there's an entire gold fucking vein that runs right through this area. Oh, we don't... And the people are like, what? That stuff? We yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, depending on what their level of technology, they may not need it for, for shit. They're not making rockets. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they don't need it for, for the, the heat And they're probably way like beyond making, like, microchip boards. They're probably right. like quantum. So, you know, it's like, we don't really need that conductor anymore. No. You know, we, we throw it's it just, out. We like it. It's like the natural beauty of the landscape. Yeah, and, and hey, here's here's different food stuff we have up here that you guys can't get a hold of. How about we trade you this for X, X amount, amount of, of iridium, of fucking gold, palladium, whatever you have down there that you're not using just happen to be, you know, in the walls down that tunnel over there that we can't fucking get at. Yep. Without billions of dollars and people getting angry because we're tearing giant holes in the ground, you know. True. All I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, well, I, I do believe. Yeah, that there is societies down there. There is. I mean, and it's and, not. That and, I, and there again, I, I think maybe because their their level, maybe their technological level is higher than ours, and to a certain extent, they don't really have any reason to come up here needing anything. Yeah, they would look down on us and like, like, yeah, they're not pharaoh, but they're like a half a step above. Right. Oh, they figured that out. That's 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 cool for them. That's adorable. Look, you call it inside the lines the first time. You know, I mean that yep. kind of mentality. They don't have any reason to be hopping up here going, "Hey guys," because one, I imagine their numbers are much smaller than ours. You need straight up, <laughs> yeah. you know, head to head combat. The numbers game traditionally does win. See, Unless but, your technology like, is so far ahead, but the numbers game, you're not going to win. See, I always picture the Pharaoh people. I got to promote this guy's book. I don't. We don't get any money. For, I don't get any money for right. saying this. Jeffrey Long, The Descent. Oh, yeah. People, you need to read that book. It is so good. That's what I picture like these Pharaoh people yep. as. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. like they're we're talking about number games. The Pharaoh people outdo everybody oh, else. Yeah. But yep. Read it. Jeffrey Long, The Descent. Yeah, very good book. Yes. Well, have we got anything else for these wonderful people tonight, Marty? Uh, maybe not for tonight. Maybe next week we'll have to talk to him again. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Okay. All right. We'll see, how, we'll see how the new year goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how the new year goes. All right, folks. Have a happy new year, and we'll see you all later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>